This is Dies and X, the podcast, episode 228, for the week of August 9th, 2010. Welcome to Dies and X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dies and X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. It is the post-Odacon, post-wedding chill session right now. Last episode on the show, 227. Uh, you join me. My name is Mike. I go by Vegeta WX. You join me and my buddy Mark from the Fanboy Review, and we talked about what we expected from the Dragon Ball franchise going into Otakon, the big anime convention here in the United States that takes place in Baltimore, Maryland every summer. We said, all right, we got all these series, all these movies, all these specials. What do we expect? What do we anticipate? What do we predict from Funimation to be announced? Because the prior year we got the Dragon Box announcements and it was fun to kind of say, hey, what do we think this year is going to bring us? So we regrouped with Mark this week on the show, kind of take a look at what happened at Otakon. Was anything significant announced? Big spoiler here. No, there's really nothing to talk about with Dragon Ball. So it's a pretty short conversation. That's going to be the topic of our episode this week. You're also going to get a special email section. Normally on the show, we play some voicemails and answer some emails that you guys send in. This week, we are doing just that. We're answering questions, except it is the Q&A session from the end of our panel at Otakon. We did a special panel with my wife, Mary, and our buddy Heath from Kanzentai, Hujio. We did 10 things you didn't know about Dragon Ball. And because we're so great, we left about 10 minutes at the end of the panel for your Q&As, because we're just so on top of things. We time things out. Such a good time where we're glad to take some questions. So that's going to be the email portion of the show right after the topic, and that's going to be episode 228 for you. I know it is a very, very different Daizen X the podcast, but we have to extend our huge congratulations to Julian, who works on Daizen X. He is now officially married in Japan and the United States. I was just up in New York as a groomsman for the good sir. He's uh, the fine, dapper fellow as I like to call him. So big, big congrats. That's why things are a little out of whack. We had Otakon and a wedding. And folks, priorities. Priorities in life. It's all about the women's. You gotta know that. So congrats to Julian, and we're gonna try and get back into the swing of things here on the show. After the topic and after the emails, I will reconvene with you and give you a little update on where the podcast is heading in terms of topics and schedule for the coming weeks. So please enjoy this kind of strange amalgamation episode of Dizen Shui X the podcast. So I'm gonna turn it over to your topic right now with Mark and I talking Dragon Ball and Funimation and what there isn't really to talk about. Joining me again this episode to kind of recap what we talked about last time on the show, our buddy Mark from the Fanboy Review is here to talk the shit with me. What's up, dude? Not much. Just been redoing network gear in my house. Ah, it's always fun times, right? And I just finished today with the single most important step, changing the light from orange to blue on the router because (laughs) I don't like the orange light. (laughs) That's craziness. Craziness, I say. All right, you ready to talk uh, Funimation and Dragon Ball franchise news here? Absolutely. All right, last time on the show, it was right before Otakon weekend. You and I got together and we kind of ran down the list of all the Dragon Ball properties that Funimation 
Foundation has and doesn't have and what we expected going into the weekend. It was a fun little thing to do because the prior year we got the special Dragon Box announcement. We weren't expecting anything of that grandeur this year, but it was an excuse to get together and kind of speculate nonsensically. Yeah, basically. All right, so let's kind of run down the list of what those properties are, what we thought, and what really happened. Easiest to do is just Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball GT, the TV series. We weren't really expecting anything. Blue Bricks are done. Dragon Boxes are ongoing. We have a GT set coming out later. And they said nothing. We didn't expect anything because Dragon Ball just finished. And the GT sets, like we were talking about with the Walmart packs of the orange bricks, this is just kind of a later on toss it out there. Nothing to say at all here, right? Uh, not really. At, at most, we might expect a few banner ads in a few months for the GT set, but I think that's basically all that there is for the three shows at the moment. Right. There is one little tidbit we can say, and this is really sad because I ditched out of the Funimation panel before the Q&A session. <laughs> I, I, I know that. That's why I tweeted you about it. <laughs> so there was a question about how DBZ is doing. So what was this Q&A here? Uh, the answer was basically, I don't remember if, if it was um, Adam Sheehan who mentioned it or if they asked someone who's there. Basically, whoever's in charge of uh, selling DVDs at their booth basically says that the most recent ones have been selling out at every convention they go to. Right, so Dragon Box is doing well. We know Kai is doing relatively well as well. A lot of wells there. So DBZ as an entity is doing fine. Yeah, it's making them all their money so they can spend it on shows that I want to get that aren't Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> right, we talked about that. All right, let's move on then. There's not a whole lot to say about the TV series. We did note that Funimation's original press release about the Dragon Box footage noted the movies, and we've heard not a peep about it since then other than the casual, well, we're focusing on Z right now. There was no announcement about Dragon Box, the movies. You and I were kind of thinking, well, it's not imperative that they announce it right now, so we wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. And we got nothing, so not a huge surprise, right? No, I, I almost wonder if Kai has altered their plans for the movies, because you have Kai coming out here in Japan now. Right. For all we know, maybe, maybe Toei... Star, well, I gotta stop you. I let it go last episode. Toei. Toei. Yeah, yeah, I've always had a bad... I'm really bad with languages. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead. I'll stop being a pricker. Well, we've... Kai is doing well in the ratings over there, very well. They could be re-remastering the movies again for <laughs> Blu-ray releases over there, and that could have sort of made Funimation go, eh, we have the, them, but let's not throw those out, because then that will affect the release we can do after... It, it's. I think we even brought this up last time. They basically know they can probably get one more go out of the movie if it's done properly. Right, they've done their remastered double features. Those were good enough for now. So if they're going to get one more go out of it, they might as well hold off and see if there's anything on the horizon. Not that we are expecting anything, but because it is film, there's a possibility. Yeah, we, we've always said that the TV show is remastered at 480p, which I don't remember where that information came from in the first place, but okay, we don't really know what they do with the movies, though. That's true, that's true. And it's a higher stock of film, so yeah. that gives us better material. I don't remember any mention if they had remastered it in HD beforehand like a lot of anime studios are doing now but there's some good material there if they 
do so I can understand sort of, let's call it limbo at the moment, since we don't even technically know if Funimation has them. Right, right. The original press release thing could have just been, this, you know, someone mistyped, and then they've sort of avoided saying anything <laughs> since then. Right, they don't want to say they don't have it. Maybe they are working on it. It's the same thing you always hear from the anime companies, where it's, we can't talk about what we can't talk about. So they just avoid it as best they can. Yeah. All right, then let's turn over to Kai. We weren't expecting anything because we've only got one release so far. The next release is coming out in September. It wasn't even a slide to be expected. It's coming out, so be it. I'm a bit surprised there wasn't even a slide, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. I mean, as well as it is doing, I suppose they could have at least tossed it up and said, yeah, Kai, next volume is coming out. Saren on TV. I'm a bit surprised that they haven't pointed out the um, the that color band thing more. That seems like a good idea. Are you talking about the um, all action thing? No, no, no. The um, the color band on each volume is gonna be different. Oh, uh, oh, okay. You know the where it uses the older style Dragon Ball Z logo but with Kai at the end yes. on the right side. Right, right. It's apparently gonna be color themed to whoever's on the cover. Yeah, I guess if that's coming, it's interesting they didn't note it because they do like to talk about packaging yeah. at the cons because that is the audience who buys the physical releases. Because I remember that being mentioned on Twitter or something. They haven't really mentioned that. That'd be something to mention that they're because it is much better packaging than we've expected from them i think they'd be sort of pimping that out a bit right all right we'll move on to another one we were really expecting this to be more formally announced and that is the re-release of the first dragon ball movie we know it's coming we've seen cover art we've seen a pre-release review i've had my own independent confirmation from funimation that it's coming out later this year no mention of it whatsoever at the panel i you and i were both expecting something of this yeah I, I i'm gonna go ahead and guess that it's the limbo zone once again that they did the box set with the three other dragon ball movies they redid all the z movies i'm gonna say either we're gonna hear something about it very soon or it's in that odd off limbo zone where they're gonna do something with all the movies at some point so might as well hold off on the one that's never gotten a quote unquote proper release yeah it is weird that they would do something that's a sub one hour single disc release single feature release they've really moved away from that with dragon ball yeah i'm gonna say we're either gonna hear about it very soon and i'm gonna guess it's gonna be a really cheap discount release possibly to advertise more Z stuff coming out around the same time, or it's in crazy limbo, something will happen someday news. The list price on Amazon, it's still up there listing for the movie. Uh, they have the default December 28th date in there, so that doesn't really mean anything. But the price is $14.98. That is a lower price for a single disc release for a movie. Maybe they still have plans for it. The listing's still there. It will come out at some point. It's just a matter of when and what will be on the disc. Yeah, I guess if it was coming out this year, we really expected to see something. So maybe it slipped to 2011. Maybe plans are, I think limbo is a great word to describe it. But we're just theorizing. We don't know. I'm not 100% sure on the limbo because it may not be something they'd an feel the need to announce. True, true. Maybe they just want to toss it out there as a kind of sly release on the side. I think they're up to October or November solicitations, so we'll probably know within a month or so if we'll be out this year or not. Right. All right. We'll keep looking forward to that. I guess related to that, if there's nothing about movie one, nothing about Dragon Ball movies two and three and any potential redubs, that's, that would be the only reason to address these movies would be redubbing them because we've had yeah. releases in the past. So I guess we'll move on to the Jump Super Anime Tour special from 2008. When you and I were talking about this last episode, we both agreed that they could probably hold off another year on this one as well. There has not been any international licensing of it. Funimation definitely wants it, 
but like we were saying, they have to go through Shueisha for it. It could be extra work. Nothing about it yet, so we're kind of just holding tight on this one. Yeah, basically. And then finally, the special one we always like to bring up is Saiyajin Zetsumetsu Keikaku, or the plan to eradicate the Saiyans, the NES game turned official visual guide turned Playdia games, the footage, the OVA of it. People always like to ask when this is coming out here. We're really going to drop this one here because we have all sorts of news about it, which unfortunately we're not going to get to cover this episode as use the word limbo. This is kind of a limbo podcast episode in between. This is the ultimate limbo thing right here <laughs> so the old one's probably out the door now right we're not even considering it anymore I- i'm absolutely not going to stop considering it i think if anything it makes it more of a possibility <laughs> all right uh, we'll cover the news more in depth in the future but as of our recording right now there is a remake of it coming out we've talked about this our buddy wasted wisher who works for toei in the philippines told us they're doing a remake of it it was up in the air what it was going to be we know now that this 30 minutes of new animation is super Saiyajin Zetsumetsu Keikaku. It's a part of Raging Blast 2. It's an independent 30-minute animation included. It sounds like from the beginning you'll be able to access it. Uh, what's up in the air right now is whether or not the story from it will be incorporated into the story mode of Raging Blast 2. So I've seen a lot of people out there saying, oh man, they're not going to put the effort to bring this over to the American release of the game. What is your take? Do you think this will be included come November? when this comes out here. I think this is the type of thing that anyone who has any American right to Dragon Ball Z at all is checking contracts very specifically in regards to <laughs> what they can or can't get from Toei because you have Namco Bandai who's in charge of the game right? but that's sub-licensed from Funimation. Right, even though it's their game in Japan. Yeah, and the animation is, since it's being animated by Toei, 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 I don't know, <laughs> they, they probably own it even though it's probably being produced by and for the game, but this is the... I hate to keep saying it, this is like the really weird limbo zone, this one. What do you think is going to be? Is it going to be a part of the game, or is it going to be an independent disc? It sounds like it's going to be on disc in Japan. Are we going to get the exact same thing? Make your prediction right here. I... See, I'm inclined to go for the wilder prediction than with the more reasonable, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the wilder one and say... It's going to be hard subbed on the disc, and about six months later, we'll get a Blu-ray from Funimation. You think it's going to be Japanese only on the game? Unless they've already dubbed it, which I can look into, there That's I don't true. think there wouldn't be time to dub it at this point. Yeah, you know, we know the production of it only started two months ago. That's when the first reference sketches were hitting Toei. I mean, I, ca- I I'll check in with a few people, but I unless they really put a rush on this, I don't see it being dubbed just for that reason. So I imagine we'll see some oddity where Funimation won't create any issues for Bandai to put it on the disc. Bandai will sign off whatever they need to to give Funimation permission to release it after the fact, and we'll get it both ways. But there'll be a, you know, a more proper release down the line because i got to imagine Funimation wants to do that. Absolutely. That's a likely scenario. I'm going to go with... i got to go with Occam's Razor. It's just going to be dub-sub on the game disc, probably. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't disagree with that prediction. I just chose to go with the Wilder one based on so much dub news gets leaked anyways. Yeah, even yeah. Th- there, have been, there have been times when I know for a fact me and 20 other people have been sworn to secrecy on something, and I end up finding it out via a third party so I can finally talk to people, and by the time <laughs> I've told you, right. oh yeah, you've known 
you've known it for months, same as me. Just no one. <laughs> exactly. I guess we can go on record. Kind of everyone knew about Frieza, but everyone was not saying something about Frieza because they were still kind of working on it. And that that was the weirdest one ever. Because once I talked to you about it and then looked around, <laughs> literally any single person who you could argue has anything to do with Dragon Ball Z fandom to any degree knew about it. Yep. Yep. It was weird. And just no one would discuss it at all for fear of getting any number of people in trouble. Well, for me, it was always, I want to have the independent confirmation from a, a primary source. And I didn't have it on that. So uh, I I did. I just had it from two or three people who asked me not to share it until such time that I got it from a source that was willing to be quoted. <laughs> all right. So to, so to clean up this conversation, we don't mean to say, oh, man, I knew about this two months before you did. Isn't my dick so big? What we're getting at is we haven't no heard, one's heard any- anything. Yeah, exactly. There's been no news about a dub of Super Saiyajin Zetsumetsu Keigaku. It would be a rush job to get it done if production only started two months ago in Japan. Well, not even going that by name. We haven't heard of anything outside of Kai currently being dubbed. We haven't even heard of, you know, some odd clip that no one knows what it's called or there's no thing that you could even argue could be this being dubbed. Right. All right. So that sums up pretty much the, uh, the state of Dragon Ball with Funimation. Kind of just coasting along with Kai and Dragon Boxes for now, really. All right, Mark, thank you for uh, hopping on and talking this stuff. Always good times. Welcome. Thank you. Wow. Those are 10 things you, you <laughs> are synchronizing on your yes. hard drive. <laughs> for we have uh, about 10 minutes. 10 minutes by our time. So what we would love to do is take some random questions from folks. There is a microphone uh, behind the projector area. Uh, our buddy Albert's going to film some people. If you want to come up and ask questions, we'll Anything. tell you blah, 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 did blah, 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 and episode blah, blah, blah. Or we can answer if you want to know about any other name puns or anything totally weird. By all means, feel free to step up to the microphone and ask us a question. Tell us your name, and we'll we're, do our we're best. We're not going to deal with real-life issues, though. I think we're just going to stick to Dragon Ball. You have relationship problems. We're good at that, too. Uh, yeah, my name's Noel. A constant rumor that I hear constantly is uh, the myth of the Frieza saga, that that's apparently where the story <laughs> was supposed to end, and Gohan was supposed to be the legendary Super Saiyan, and he was supposed to outsmart Cell and all that. Can you shed some light on that? You want to know if that was supposed to be... Goku is the legend? Yeah, if that was supposed to be the case, because I constantly hear, oh, Jump just uh, jumped on Toriyama when he uh, had that idea. It's like, no, you can't end that. You can't end this, like, cash cow of a series. Right. Just three story arcs. Well, you got a two-part question there. The big question is, was Toriyama intending to end the series after the Frieza arc? You see this all the time. Yes, that, that was one of the points he was going to end it. Never, never has Toriyama said or even insinuated that, yeah, I was planning on ending it there. If you read the story and you read into the story, it seems like it might be a logical place to end it. Goku fulfills this prophecy, this legend, and he dies along with the planet and the villain, and Gohan is left to take over the throne. But Toriyama never said I'm finishing it there. But I guess there's the question of, did Goku really fulfill that? Because we have Broly who shows up later, and blah, 
this is me, and away go my pupils, and I'm gigantic now, and I lose my capacity to speak properly. <laughs> Did he fulfill it? Sure. Is Brawly canonical to the story? No. Do you want to dismiss it? Maybe I can, maybe I can't. It's really left to you at that point. If you want to believe that Goku is it, he didn't go Super Saiyan 2, but he did do 3. Eh, well, I mean, not first. Gohan won 2 first. And then they retroactively named them. And then he did 4 in GT, and he did it, I don't want to say more naturally than Vegeta, because they both kind of cheated to do it in a way. But... I'm going to say yes, because he's the main character, and we all want to love the main character and think that he's the one. So it makes me feel good to make you feel good <laughs> and say yes to Goku. All right, next Ta-da. question. Mike, what's the most, who, who is the most important character in all of Dragon Ball from beginning to end? Uh, Toriyama. Really? Really? <laughs> and you want me to do that? Toriyama. What does he sound I think- like? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not doing that. Um, Next question, please. Dick. Long-standing joke. The answer is Apul. He's the most important character in the series. Someone asked someone else a question. All right, what's your name? My name is Matthew, and uh, a couple friends of mine we had a, about two-hour conversation, a discussion about this. Can you just clear this up, or anyone else can clear it up? Because we destroyed our brains doing this, but. In the anime, there's three different versions of Cell. There's the current one, there's one that came from the future, and then there's Future Trunks' one. And we're trying to figure out how they interacted and which one came to the tournament, which one did they kill in the present... Well, obviously the present one just died anyway, but the one that Trunks killed, how did he, if he killed him, how did he come back to... Yeah, there are multiple timelines in Dragon Ball. And the problem is that supplemental information guides make it more complicated than it needs to be. And then they retcon themselves later on. So I I don't know that we can answer the timeline question in five minutes. It's something that I'd love to do on a podcast episode in the future on our site. We're going to try to cover this. I know Jake, who works on your site with you, is we've, working. We've hard. been working on a timeline guide, but the thing is such a bitch. It just. <laughs> we probably could answer which cell did what. We're gonna not be, in five minutes. We're gonna be really lazy and say we have a timeline guide coming to you soon that will answer who does what. But yeah, there are multiple cells that exist in a timeline at the same time, and that makes things really complicated. Hi. Hi. My name is Doug. Um. Uh, my question is, uh, what are, what are um, both your opinions on Dragon Ball Online? Um, what, are, what are your likes and dislikes about it? And Oh, man. I Mary wanna... gets to answer this one. I do? Okay, well, I just want it really bad, and I don't even play MMORPGs, but I'm just so sick of Dragon Ball fighting games, just one after the other after the other being pumped out here. I just want to play something different, even if it's a genre I have nothing to do with. So I'm pretty excited. Um, I did see the opening, I think a couple months ago, yeah. and it looked pretty hot, and it got me a little excited about hopefully seeing this game in this country. I would love to see it here. All the new storylines, if you guys don't know, it takes place, Heath, what is it, like 100, 200 something years? Something, yeah. 100 the, years in the, the deal with Majin Buu is he decides he doesn't want to be alone anymore. 
So he creates a wife for himself named Booby. <laughs> I love Toriyama. And it's a little redundant to say, but there is a Majin race. Because Jin means person. So there's a group of Majin that you can play as and exist in Dragon Ball Online. And it's that kind of stuff. Toriyama's got a little bit of involvement going on there. And there's the, the new sword masters and what everyone's doing in the meantime. And Trunks is a time cop. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I think we're all really psyched for it. We don't keep up with it as much as we probably should. One of the main reasons is that it is Korean, and we are not fluent in Korean at all. So I couldn't tell you a single word. We're really, really excited about, more than anything else, the story elements from it. If you like GT, sure, a lot of people are like, yep, that's my replacement that I want to continue the series afterward. Yeah. My replacement. Yep. So I I think that's what does it for us. And, um, sorry, um... There's um, been talks about their um, adding new races, and the most popular one is Frieza's race. What do you think about that as a playable race? Don't quite know how they're going to do that. I mean, everyone's dead at this point. <laughs> they're either blown into the sun or chopped to bits or whole and then chopped to bits. So, <sighs> Kuriza is out there. So, it's Gagmalga. We can do something with them. I heard someone out there say, we're finally going to name for the stupid race. That would be great, too. It, it would be interesting to see to have a, a, an antagonist race to go along with them. And if it's Frieza's race, we have the Ma Kaioshin uh, to kind of supplement the Kaioshin. be kind of neat. Thanks. Maybe that's yeah, thank an answer. You. We can take a couple more. Yeah. Until they cut us off. Right. Hey. Hi. So, uh, I've been following your site for quite a long time, probably since I was... Very little, but uh, <laughs> I have been going around and I've noticed that there's some some sort of gag going on that you like collecting dead zone. <laughs> oh my god, and, Mike! Uh, it's not really a question; it's more of a request. Will you sign my pioneer dub of dead zone? Oh god, I would love to. Probably after the panel. Sure, sure. Here, but yeah, uh, just inside jokes. In 1997, when Funimation began releasing the Z movies on home video, it was released in conjunction with Pioneer. They put out the home releases. This was the time when we had dub VHS and sub VHS. We also had Laserdisc and DVD. So there were four releases of the same movie in the same year. And it's just been perpetuated since then with re-releases of the movie, with the double features. I own the Portuguese version. I own the German version. What do I own? People, I get magical packages in the mail. I'm like, I don't have a clue what language this is, but it's DBZ Movie 1. And Tanuki gives me the laser disc as well. The laser disc is on my wall in my loft. That's the joke. Haha, <laughs> I spend money. Isn't it funny? <laughs> All right. Maybe one more question, maybe a few? I, I think we can at least do one more. Okay. My name's, my name's Carl. I just had one question about the original Dragon Ball series. Sure. Um, in the first, uh, well, the original Dragon Ball, there was no indication except for the announcer in the beginning of each episode. He alluded to aliens, but there was no actual, um, no one actually mentioned Sans or Piccolo actually being an alien except for the announcer. So I was curious if Demon King Piccolo and Kami were originally intended to be from an alien race or even Goku being Saiyan, or if that was the Dragon Ball Z creation. That was a Dragon Ball Z creation. Toriyama came up with that 
kind of just as a plot point, something quick you could do. But there's actually a, an interesting little tidbit with that because Oolong actually refers to Goku as, hey, he must be an alien after the right. original arc of the series, so it's kind of a foretelling. But I think weren't uh, Piccolo and his minions intended to be demons originally? Yeah, they yes. were. And you can go back and later retcon, because we see the elder on Namek who populates the planet, and they all look like normal Namekians. Piccolo Daimao, his are almost mutated demons, and people are like, alright, because he was a demonic excretion of a real Namekian, that means that his eggs come up looking kind of weird. Yeah. Time's up for us. So our time is up. Thank you all Thank for you. coming. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. Hope you guys enjoyed that ending segment Q&A session from our Otakon panel. Folks have been asking, when are we going to get to see and hear the panel in its entirety? I do have footage of the panel and I have the presentation. I'm going to do a 10-part series, one video per segment. I cannot give you an ETA on when to expect that first segment because... As a lot of you folks know, video is a lot of work. Audio is so easy. We just run up to the microphones and just talk out of our asses. It's so much easier to edit around and with. So hold off. The video is coming. We're going to have regular podcasts in the meantime. Speaking of which, what do we have coming your way in terms of podcast episodes? Our buddy Jeff was uh, asking me the other day, hey, when are we going to get back together and do a manga review of awesomeness? Episode 229 of the show, which will be next episode, is going to be an Otakon recap with our buddy Heath Hujio from Kanzentai. We have a great story about Yuji Mitsuya who plays Kaioshin in Dragon Ball Z. There's a story to go along with it if you haven't already read it on my personal blog, but there's a lot more to talk about in terms of Dragon Ball at the convention. That'll be next week on the show. The week after that will be the manga review of Awesomeness for volume 35 and that will conclude the Cell game. Week after that we're looking at what episode 231 We'll do the Kokoro no Hane CD single review. Week after that, we're probably going to take a look at the Extreme Battle Collection guidebook series. These are these new guidebooks that have been coming out. They're only about 700 yen, so they're pretty cheap. Week after that, early mid-September there, uh, normally we would do a manga review of Awesomeness, but I have promised that what we'll do in lieu of that, in between volume 35 and 36, we will do an Anuyo Ichibu review of awesomeness it is the filler arc after the cell game and before the great Saiyaman leading into the Majin Buu arc we'll take a look at that Mary and I reviewed the garlic junior arc kind of unrelated to the manga review of awesomeness but we took a look at that and makes sense to visit this arc and we can conveniently tie it into the manga review and then the month after that we'll pick back up with the volume 36 of the manga so I hope you enjoyed episode 228 all sorts of little things here and there. It's great to have you with us and I can't wait to start up our regular schedule again. Now that Otakon's out of the way, so many months of preparation went into that, especially with our buddy Jeff who was head of publications. Between him and I, there was just no manga review to be had until August. 
but we can't wait to bring it to you. So for Julian, who is currently in the U.S., but heading back to Japan at some point in the near future, newly married man. And for Mary from Temple O Trunks, my name is Mike, Vegito EX, and I and we will see you all next week on the show for episode 229 of our podcast. Thanks for listening to Dai's Entry XP podcast this week. Look forward to next week's episode. Bye bye. Thank you.